Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm your chief lounge lizard, John Breeden, and today we are going to be talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, joining me in the lounge today is Marie and Shella, two fellow space explorers who have dove into the new universe. Uh, Marie, Shella, welcome to the lounge today. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's good to have, uh, it's good to have a lot of the gang here today, and uh, I was... I was for once, our theme music is actually appropriate because it's all spacey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mass Effect Andromeda, um, obviously uh, the kind of the the biggest uh, game as far as gameplay uh, so far this year, as far as num- you know, really long multi-hour plots and so forth, uh, and follows up on the story of Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, although completely takes us into a a new universe and kind of kind of distances ourselves from the what happened before without completely uh, alienating it. In other words, we're still connected. It's not an alternate reality or anything. It is just 600 years in the future and in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so, uh, Shell, what did you think about the their idea to do that with the setting? Was was that something that you were? Uh, excited about, or were you more the type that wanted to just see a, like a Mass Effect 4? No, I definitely didn't want a Mass Effect 4. Um, I'd kind of done that. I'd won Caden back, so I was happy <laughs> with that. Um, he's, so still happy. Dead in, he's still dead in my game, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wanted to... Um, go somewhere new, have a new crew, and, um, yeah, sort of see new aliens, which we've seen a few, probably not as many as I'd want to, and considering um, we were taking some across from the old universe, I would like to have seen a few of the old ones, seeing as we're not getting many new ones. Mm. Um, That was something that was missing for me, was because they did it so beautifully in in the first trilogy, um, creating these great races with all their backstory and and sort of uh, culture and stuff. Yeah, that was definitely cool. Marie, what were you most looking forward to when uh, I, I know this was like probably, however the game turned out, I know it was the most anticipated game <laughs> for a lot of people. What were you, what were your thoughts? Well, I was um, I was obviously one of those people who was really looking forward to it, and I like Shella, I I wanted. Um, more of the aliens, I think, than we got. But I suspect there'll be some DLC that will have that. Um, I don't want to be too spoilery, though. So, um, Oh, yeah. But- I want to mention to the listeners, we're going to try to be uh, very light on the spoiler for this episode. So if you're, if you're just starting the game or you're thinking about the game or you're not too far into the game, we will probably spoil a couple things for you, but we're going to try to be as spoiler-free as possible. Sorry. All right, we're doing what we can. But yeah, so I was I was excited that they took it into a different galaxy and I really like how they tie it back. Yeah. Um to the first 3, I I think especially when you get to the closer to the end, it's it's fascinating the way they wrap that together and um so I was really pleased. I I thought they did a good job. It's not perfect. Some of the missions that I that I went on, I couldn't complete because of glitches. 
Um, but I'm hoping that when I do my second playthrough, they will have corrected um, all of that, you know, because I, I got it, obviously, on opening day, as you guys probably did too. And um, so anytime you start playing a game, the, the second it's released, a game of this size is going to have problems. Um, and actually, I have to say, considering its size, um, it didn't have a lot of problems, and the problems I did encounter were on very small side missions, nothing major. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Uh, the, the glitches that I've seen have been, you know, annoying, like graphical, like like Ryder looking off into space instead of looking at somebody when he's talking to them, um, stuff like that. Yeah, or someone disappearing when, when you speak to yeah, them. You click on them, and then they're not there when you're speaking to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I haven't had too much of the disappearing. Mm. I did have some of the weird facial stuff, but I think... Alex has more weird facial stuff based on watching YouTube mm-hmm. um, than Sarah did in my game. And I also think that generic Sarah out of the box seems to have more weird facial stuff than the Sarahs that you adapt. Mm. Maybe. I left her is, is as she Alex was. the default? Yeah, I her? left her as the default Sarah, probably because I have long brown hair and blue eyes and I'm white. But when I watch YouTube and I see other people's Sarahs, uh-huh. um, their Sarahs don't seem to have the weird facial stuff as much as the generic one out of the box. That's interesting. I, I started with the default Sarah, and I, I modified her heavily, to, um, and I made her look kind of Chinese, I guess. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. She's supposed to be my twin. So it didn't really make any sense, so I just put her back to the default. So she's she's been the default the whole time. But I don't. But but my writer, my male, um, my male character, Alex, he does have some weird stuff. Like especially when he's in that museum. Like if he talks to anybody in the museum, he'll look straight up and like back to his left. So he's like he it's like I'm not staring at you. I'm looking up into space and I'm talking to you. And it, it's kind of weird. I I didn't know. I, I'll have to play the game again, I guess, Sarah, and see if, um, see if she I, I mean, I've got a, a, a black female rider, and she did have some weird eye-rolling thing, but then they did that patch, mm-hmm. and she's fine now. That's cool. Yeah, she's, the, yeah. the patch did seem to correct a lot of that yeah, yeah. Uh, silliness. Yeah. I but, saw your, um, I saw your uh, screenshot, Shella, of the character you made. She, she looks kind of like you. That was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I really liked the the character gen actually. Even though it was it was limited compared to previous Mass Effects, they actually came out well for me. Uh, it actually came out looking more like a person than any of the ones I created in the previous trilogy. Yeah, I like, um, I like, so I was quite pleased. I liked how mine worked out. Um, and as far as the actual um, substantial glitches. Um, just some weird stuff like uh, quests where uh, there's like some sick guy on this one planet and you have to go get him antibiotics and you get to the place where the antibiotics are being grown and you can't like ask about them because for some reason it's not coded correctly. So it's just like weird little stuff like that, but mostly mm-hmm. inside missions. I haven't run into any glitches as far as the main plot goes. No, it's seriously like not the disaster that the internet made out before. I never got that. I don't know why there was so much of a backlash. Yeah, there was like well, this I huge think, hoo-ha. I, I think like, people wow. were so anticipating it. 
I yeah. The, the slightest little thing, they just went off their head. <laughs> yeah, it was a complete overreaction because I was like, well, is it the weird eye thing that's bothered them so badly? But um, yeah. I mean, I did fall into that. I did fall into that. It sounds like some of you guys did too. I mean, where we really anticipated an incredible, incredible experience. And I tried I tried not to because the last time I did that was No Man's Sky. And, uh, you know, we all know how that kind of turned out, although it's getting better with the patches and stuff. But I, I tried not to do it with Andromeda, but come on, it's a space opera. I mean, how can you not get excited about it? So, Well, <laughs> well in the Mass Effect, the previous Mass Effect games, even... Even three, which you know had its had its struggles with with the endings and what you had to do with the multiplayer and all that, mm. um, they're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are they are fantastic. Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean I go back and play. I'm sure. for like three three years worth of like space opera joy, you know, with like maybe ten minutes of disappointment. Right. You know, I still think those games really hold up as fantastic. Yeah, I do too. Well, and the other thing is, is that I really like in Andromeda the multiplayer option. Yeah, I, I was like going to bring up multiplayer. That. Yep, yep. Go, go ahead. Sorry, Mary. Really appreciate that because, as you all know, I am not a multiplayer fan. If I want to deal with people, I do that in real life. Mm-hmm. When I play, I like to play by myself. <laughs> so. Me too. And what it's, Marie is uh, describing is the Apex missions where uh, right. you, you build your team up, but it's kind of a strategic thing. You build your team up and you send them out on missions and it says, okay, the team will be back in three hours and 50 minutes. And then you just you check and see if their mission was successful. And if it was, they bring you a bunch of goodies. I mean, it's kind of right. a way to get free money in the game. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yes, yes. Are you not yeah. doing the Apex missions, Shella? <laughs> I've sent, I have sent a few guys out, but I haven't been back to the Nexus for ages. You can do it from the Tempest. Yeah, you can do it from your ship. Uh, that... Yeah, I think I have done some a while back. Yeah, I need to keep on top of that. That's I haven't the... even been back to the ship for ages either. Oh, that's but true. I'm on the ice planet, and it's just, like, massive. <laughs> yeah, Velda's just... huge. Yeah. The first thing I do when I log on pretty much every time is go back to the ship and run the Apex missions. But that's the one thing that I don't don't like about the game is that um and I don't know why they did it this way was like they put like you can only do Apex missions and you can only collect your rewards for um the whatever that other thing is called where you unfreeze colonists and you know you get rewards cuz I yes. have yeah, I have the the first ones I did was the commerce rewards because that seemed to make the most sense. Hey, every forty minutes we're going to give you five hundred credits. Um, so yeah, I'll please I'll take that, especially early in the game when you have no money. Um, but to check that, you either have to be on the Nexus, like Shella said, or on your ship. So when I'm on a planet and I'm doing missions, I like okay, I just want to go onto my ship to you know check my email or something like that but it makes the ship take off and you have to go back into space every time that's a little yeah i I always found that annoying about mass effect is that when you go on the ship you have to go into space yeah because it was like that in the early games too that has always really bothered me there ought to be a button that says take me into space or one that says just stay here yeah, because it would be great to just actually walk up that little gangplank into your ship. Well, yes. yeah, of course. And there's because it would just be a there. cool experience. Well, yes, there, there are some missions like um, there are missions. Uh, I don't. Um, there's one where um, 
people attack uh, your AI and you have to like check emails and stuff like that and try to track them down and stuff. So there's a mission where something happens on the Nexus and then the next stage of the quest is check your email. I'm like, okay, right. well, I can't check my email from the Nexus because I don't have an apartment or anything. So I have to walk out to my ship, which then takes off and goes into space so that I can read my email. And then <laughs> go back to the Nexus and go to this one apartment or something. And it's like, okay. right. so now I land my ship again. And walk back out. See, like, I don't understand why, like, the other thing I don't understand is when you're at the, at the fast travel points, uh-huh. at those pods where you can call uh-huh. down the the – car or you can change out your team or whatever mm-hmm. you ha- there there's room for another station on that and i don't understand why that other station can't be check your email yeah i know send out oh, an email right. right right right, yeah. right right i i that going there must be an email thing here just going round like no right. there really isn't yeah, well, it just seems you know, obvious. They put Here's, one. They put one on the freaking bridge of the ship, which saves you like five steps getting to your terminal. Right. Uh, they don't put one on the planet or in your car. Why can't you check your email from your car? For God's well, sake! See, this is the problem I have. Anything that's happening in the future in space should be at least as convenient as it is currently <laughs> in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go to your. I, mean, I would probably be less convenient to check your <laughs> yeah. email six hundred years from now. You exactly. Would, oh, well, yeah. You you would think he could use that thing Six, on his arm. Six hundred years and the rest. Yeah. Right. Just <laughs> use that giant Apple Watch he wears to. to or t- just ask Sam. Hey Sam. Do I have any emails? Sam, dumber than Siri. I can ask Siri <laughs> what my last email was. I'm sorry, Ryder. I don't have your email password. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryder. I can't read your messages. What? Yeah. Siri can do that. Yeah. Emails are not syncing correctly at this moment. <laughs> oh, it's oh, that's funny. But anyway, but, I mean, it's funny that we can. I mean, we're t- but the stuff we're talking about is minor crap. I mean, as far exactly. as the, the just game, little inconveniences. Yeah, the game, the game, and it's kind of funny that you know we have to blast into space to read an email. Um, maybe <laughs> you can't get signal on the on the. Show. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? You go into space. Can I? Oh, that's it. Maybe he's still trying to use T-Mobile back from Earth or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, let's let's start at the beginning. Um, so character creation. I think we talked about it a little bit, and let's talk about the human aspect of it. Um, uh, well, not the human aspect of it completely, but um, obviously your characters are human. But then I want to get into the relationships a little bit because that's kind of one of the things that's uh, important. I know, Shella, you even pointed that out in the headline of your um, review that you <laughs> like the relationships. Um, so let's talk. Uh, so, Marie, what was your impressions of um, of character creation? And then we'll talk about relationships. Well, first of all, when I play a game like this, I feel like you should flirt with everybody. And so I – but the thing that I, I felt strongly about, at least for this first playthrough, is we're humans. And, you know, there's only so many of us. So I thought, okay, well, for the full-blown romance, I should romance another human with the idea of bearing children so that, you know – You don't die off, right. You perpetuate the species, <laughs> you know. I mean you would think that that would be part of your mindset uh-huh. if you're doing this colonization thing. You but, actually have a conversation along those lines with the engineer at one point. Yes, and actually I really like – even though I didn't play um, as Alex, so I couldn't pursue a relationship with Gil, 
I really, really like Gil's storyline. Whether you're playing as Sarah or you're playing as Alex and whether or not you romance him. I really, really like Gil's storyline. Because I think his storyline does the best job of exploring all of that. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he talks about how he's got his best friend is working in uh, reproductive services, which is right. by trying to get humans to have sex with each other so that they can propagate the species, and how she's constantly down on him because he's not doing that. And yeah, I mean, it's because he's, you know, he, he doesn't have any interest in females, but he's thinking about doing it anyway, just to propagate the species. Um, it's, right. It's, but with him. I do think it's interesting too, that everybody was, all the women were given like a long acting birth control, mm-hmm. like some sort of shot. And then they, because they wanted them not to immediately have children and then wanted them to be able to phase into having children once they felt like everything was more stabilized, which I also thought was an interesting concept. Oh. Although that was part of the reason why the rebellion happened, if you explore that storyline. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I think it's, it's – I thought it was very interesting. I thought they brought up a lot of interesting um, ethical and moral issues oh. around the issue of, okay, well, if we actually did colonize somewhere, what would the – what would the ramifications for that be? What would families look like? What would, you know, I just thought it was really interesting. But um, I don't think, one of the things that I had trouble with is that the the person that I chose to have the romance with, I felt like didn't have as strong of a romantic storyline as some of the other um, characters did. And I I kind of felt like they did that sort of unevenly. You know, because when I went back to like I so I play through and then I go to YouTube and I'm like, okay, well, what if I had done this and what if I had done that? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is way better than what I got. (laughs) So so I just I think it's interesting that they're that different characters give you different um, reactions. I also thought what we were talking about before we started the podcast was interesting about um, Liam, because my Liam playing as Sarah is a really sweet guy, and he's really great. And then you were saying, John, that your Liam as Alex was different. He was kind of a jerk. I mean, I liked Liam. Uh, I liked hanging out with him, and I liked doing his loyalty mission and all that stuff. But what I, when I started to hate Liam was when I put him in the, the vehicle um, with other characters. Like, I put him in the vehicle with Phoebe, and... Um, he's like, hey, Phoebe, I'm going to protect the Pathfinder. You know, I stand really close to the Pathfinder, but only when you're around because you suck, basically. And, you know, I can't trust you. And and then I'm like, well, that's weird. But then I put him in the vehicle with Vetra. And he's like, Vetra, you're a horrible person because you brought your daughter out to Andromeda. And that that's that's terrible, you know, that you, you risked her life. And Vetra and, and Vetra's like, well, I had to because, you know, it was only the two of us and, you know, it was a bad mm-hmm. life back there. And, and But Liam is, like, not understanding at all. He just keeps harping on her and stuff. So I'm like, God, Liam, you're kind of a jerk, <laughs> you know? That's interesting because Drew hates Liam as well. He's like, oh, God, Liam's so annoying. And I was like, really? I mean, he does kick off. He is the first person to kick off and doesn't he shoot first at the aliens? He, like, 
goes off on one when it's the first contact scene and it's just like whoa okay he's got like some rage issues going on and then but then he when he's on the tempest he's pretty chilled out and he's quite nice and affable but drew was just like god that liam guy and uh well is drew playing as alex or is he playing as yeah yeah he's playing i wonder if they well that's funny because liam must be a completely different guy with alex no, actually, he's playing as um, a woman. Huh. Um, yeah. So, but I, I think that did temper as as it went on. So, yeah, I wonder if it was just the initial um, well, when I he kicked off. Because he was a bit of a play. jerk at first. And it's like, God, chill out, you know. This isn't our universe. We've just landed here. Can you not just shoot everything that moves? William <laughs> uh, was... Very much, you know, we all have to work together. This yeah. is their, this is their universe, and and we're just part of it. But I'm, you know, we've got to talk to each other. We've got to trust. If nobody trusts, then how can we get anywhere? Yeah, and we need to work together. And I'm going to have a movie night because I'm worried that the team isn't bonding and all that sort yeah, of thing. I mean, he was really great, and yeah. also the first to like reach out towards Jal. Okay, I don't remember that. But well, but I'm wondering if it depends on how you play yeah, your fighter, yeah. as to Which how great. how the other characters not only respond yeah. to you, respond to each other. Yeah, because my favorite duo at the moment is Drac and Phoebe. They're in the jeep with me, and okay. I just love driving around with those two in the jeep because. They're kind of bonding, and Drac mm-hmm. kind of admires her spunk, and you know the fact that she's a sort of go-getter, and they they like tease each other and have a laugh together, and yeah, it's really great just listening to that. And that's Drac. Um, that Drac and who show? Phoebe. Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, they get along really well. Drac gets along with pretty much everybody except in my game, he he doesn't get along with um, Liam, uh, but. I God, think that's, that's so funny. That's more Drac's fault. Yeah. Drac, uh, okay. Because Liam, Liam tries to impress Drac, and and Drac eventually mm-hmm. is just like, uh, he goes, you know what? You're not the one. And Drac, and Liam's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh. I've known so many people who were braggarts like you. You're not the one that's going to survive this. <laughs> so leave me alone. Oh. I'm like, okay, well that's cool. That is so funny. I know. But I really do like the nomad conversations. The nomad conversations are mm. one of my favorite parts of the game. Uh, it makes me mine. Yeah. I actually go out and do the stupid mining, not because I need the resources, but because I want to hear the conversations between whoever I put yeah, in the nomad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. I don't fast travel for that same reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does break up the kind of gr- the feeling of grind. It kind of takes that away. And, and there's like, a lot oh, of them. Drive over there. There seems to be a lot of dialogue. I mean, it's a big game, and you know, I've never heard them repeat conversations or anything like that. So no. that's kind of cool. And even when you're just walking around the Tempest, it's nice to walk around and not interact with anybody, but just hear what they're saying to each other. Yes. Because you get an insight into their relationships and how they work mm-hmm. together, which is just great. The other Love thing that. is, I don't, and I'll try. I will. I promise this won't be too spoilery. But at the end. Like after you've done everything and you've chosen your romantic partner, there is additional dialogue if you get in the nomad and drive around oh, in which they cool. comment on your relationship. 
I just hope um, that I I just hope that I haven't screwed my romance up because well I'm trying to romance Cora because um uh, I just I like her she's pretty cool um but like and I did her loyalty mission and, and you know it it was there was a point where we were after the mission and we were talking and she was implying that she wanted to have a romantic relationship with me and then one of those stupid quick time events came up. And it was like I had the option to, like, hug her, and I'm like, so I pushed the, you know, because it's a quick time event. I didn't have time to think about it. I'm just like, oh, quick time event. Push the stupid L2 button, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he goes up and he hugs her, and, sh- and then she sends me an email and is like, oh, you know, that hug was really awesome. Thanks so much, you know, for your support or whatever. And then, like, she hasn't talked to me since, and it's been, like, maybe, like, Aww. 20 hours of playtime. So I'm like, Uh-oh. what the heck is going on? Did I screw that up? I don't oh. know. I hope I did. Yeah. I might have screwed that up. Yeah. But <laughs> now I don't have anybody else to romance. <laughs> Other if I less you know, so that's well, well there's PB. Um, PB. there's P B and there's also the option of the um of the librarian. And well yes, but also the option of the um the person who interviews you for the path of the hero. Oh, yeah, but I already told her I wasn't interested because I didn't think I should be sleeping with the journalist who's interviewing me. That's, that's just a personal <laughs> Really, I had no problem with that. I romanced PB in the beginning, and then I romanced Liam. I started to romance PB, but I was like, you know, this is exactly like the romance path with um, uh, Liara from the first three games. No, it's not. Uh, PB's nothing like Liara, except for that she happens to be the same species. Yeah, but it started to get into the whole thing about, you know, I'm in a sorry, so when we make love, it's going to, you know, it's going to be different and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've been there, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't pursue that with her because I thought, well, this isn't going to result in any more humans. Right, right, I guess not. No, it's going to result in a sorry female. (laughs) Right, exactly. It has to. So, interesting. Anyway, I hope I didn't screw my romance up. The only other thing that I regret about romance is um, Suri, the pilot girl. Um, yes. Very, very beginning of the game, I had a chance to flirt with her. Um, she was talking about how she was scared to go down to the planet. Uh, to the planet. She just wanted to explore space, you know, from the cockpit, basically. And I And there's a romance option where you can say, hey, I can... I'll protect you or whatever. We can go down together. And I didn't take it because I didn't want to come off as, I mean, this is my first interaction with her. So I didn't yeah. want to be sleazeful. <laughs> hey, I'm the sleazy captain guy. <laughs> so I didn't, but then I never got another option to pursue it. So I don't even know if she's a romanceable character or not. She is. And she's romanceable yeah. by Alex or Sarah. If- yeah, because, yeah, I definitely had that option. So you're telling me I've probably screwed up two romances at this point. That's not fun. Yeah, that does. <laughs> Looks like you're going to have to go Asari. I guess so. I guess the librarian is Asari. Asari, everybody's fallback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's well, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. We're, 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 we're going to conquer this universe one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, they'll sleep with you no matter how badly you've screwed up with everyone else. <laughs> the, the, you know, the sorry, you know, it, it is true. You, you think about it and it's like, huh, they either completely hate you or they want to sleep with you. There's like no in-between characters on there. <laughs> so. 
Anyway, cool, cool romance options. Let's talk about combat. Um, combat, that was one of the things that um, uh, a different form of romance or a different form of combat is actual combat. Uh, they really talked about how they uh, changed the combat interface, and I got to say, I really like it. It's, it's very, it's very shooter like. Um, shall mm-hmm. I? Are kind of a shooter connoisseur. What did you think about the uh, about the the new interface in in fighting? I I preferred I I preferred the the control you had over your teammates that you had in the earlier earlier games in one, two, and three. I really miss the fact that you can't deploy them and give them more things mm. to do. Um, so, but yeah, I liked the sort of auto cover and stuff like that. And there's kind of vertical, um, combat going on with the jetpack, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I suppose the sort of the th- way you can switch things around is quite nice. Oh, change. Uh, I keep forgetting to do that, but yeah, you can change your, <laughs> you can change your <laughs> core abilities out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I like that option a lot too, yeah. the changing your profile. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, uh, I I really did miss the the RPG element that you had. Uh, yeah, see, I'm not a fan of turn based, so I'm happy with this. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I mean, not I... I'm not either, but I really got to grips with the Mass Effect one and really enjoyed it in the end. Well, I, I, in Mass I Effect, it... it was less um, invasive, and you could ignore mm-hmm. it if you wanted to. Yeah, you yeah. could ignore it, but you could ignore it at your peril to some cases. True. Yeah, because um, like they wouldn't use their superpowers unless you told them to and stuff. So I mean, I kind of, I mean, they would, but they wouldn't use them at the right. T- you know, they wouldn't use them tactically um, mm-hmm. when you wanted them to. I I like this one. I mean, I like the I like the turn base too, but I kind of liked it more in sort of the Dragon Age type of environment. It it I don't know. It seemed it seemed more realistic in a medieval setting or whatever for me. I like that the companions run off and do their own, do their own things because you know that, I mean they've saved my bacon a few times and there's certain ones yeah. you track like when he's when he's a fully leveled up and he's mm-hmm. he's regenerating like 200 hit points a, a, a second or something I mean he's pretty much invincible so like a lot I'm an enge- I'm a wimpy engineer so I throw my turret down I make my little um, robot come out and then I just hide and let them and Drac take care of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't done much with Biotics yet. On my first playthrough for any Mass Effect game, I play just straight up as a soldier. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so the next time I play, I'll play with Biotics and all that stuff. So I can't speak to that yet. Yeah, I'm a total Biotics person. Um, but I've I've mixed it up. Now I'm a bit of a hybrid with some combat elements, I think it is. One yeah, of I'm... the kind of hybrid ones. And that's working really well, actually. Oh, good. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm total. I'm total. I'm total tech power. Well, the, most of the tech powers are sort of like biotic powers. They're just technology. Mm-hmm. So I have like the turret, which is nice because the turret is like getting an extra guy on your team. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then and then Phoebe builds the robot for you, and you get the set. You get you can summon that as a tech power. So you so I basically have like myself, and then the two people I'm with, and then the turret, and then the robot. So I have like a five person team. Right. <laughs> Yeah, see, I started using tech powers when I pretty much maxed out what I effectively Mm -hmm. used as a soldier. So then I came, what is that profile, like the infiltrator or something? Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of a hybrid soldier tech person. Mm -hmm. So that's what I ended up being by the end of the game. 
And your yeah. sub-power with that is um, uh, tech armor. So it's mm-hmm. like invisible armor if... Um, if your shield goes down, you have like this layer of armor that that uh, absorbs damage, which is nice to have, right. especially when you're fighting those annoying, uh, God, what are they, cardinals or whatever, the ones that have the little ball that spins around their heads. And you oh have to, no, uh, what are yeah. those? The are they arc? Not arc. Oh yeah, arc, arc. Yeah, not the, the arc um, but there's something. There's some religious. Yeah. Name. Oh god. Yeah, they are. I, I mean, got guys I, from Halo, same name as that. Yeah, I can't remember what their names are, but they're. Yeah. I mean, I know the system. Obviously, shoot the stupid spear, and then drop his shields, and then shoot him for like five seconds before he puts another spinny yeah. ball up. Eh, that's kind of annoying that they all have the, the same. The, the first first time I met him, that was nails. But then the second time, it was yeah, this is fine. Because <laughs> yeah, that was hard the first time. I was like, Jesus, it took me well, ages. And the friendly AI don't seem to understand the system. So, like, you know, your, your NPCs are not shooting at the ball. They're shooting at, yeah, the, they're just yeah. shooting at the shield. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it's not doing anything, guys. You, gotta <laughs> the ball. you know, so even my turret. My turret did help me because I had added the flamethrower to the turret. So the flamethrower just did area of effect damage and incidentally hit the ball, but it wasn't true. <laughs> so. At least I got through him, so... That was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. So I'm in, I'm in the combat. And what about the um, the vaults? Um, they're pretty cool, I think. Quite like those. The what? The vaults that we have to go into. Oh, the vaults! Oh, yeah, 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 the kinds of little dungeon crawl yeah. sections. <laughs> I, I like those, and I, I really I didn't think I would, um, but yeah. I really like it, and I like how each one is a little bit different. Um, yeah. Um, but they all end up in that mad dash back to the entrance. Yeah, the yeah. Up. That, was... that Indiana Jones, the giant rock is yeah. rolling after you feeling, yeah. So so now yeah, every yeah. every time I go into one, I'm like dropping breadcrumbs or whatever. I'm like, okay, now <laughs> when this starts, I'm going to run here, and then I'm going to jump there. <laughs> <laughs> so I know the way out. <laughs> well, the, um, the other thing I like is the gravity wells. I love that effect. That, oh, is, a weird, yeah. that is a weird That's and cool thing. Fun. Um, yeah. Some of the ones on the planet actually let you go horizontally, which is neat. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, they yeah just, the first time I saw that, I was like, whoa, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, it just kind of fell <laughs> So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I like those. They're a nice change of pace, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Kind of cool. And you get that more kind of sci-fi feel, you know, say if you're on an ice planet or a jungle planet or something. It's all these kind of spiky pyramids and things. Well, cool. I think the the one thing we're also kind of missing it, about talking about is just the 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 plot, I guess, of the game and the ability to take those planets and make them habitable. I mean, it's it's pretty. I think it's pretty awesome. You know, you're like you know, like if you're on a an ice planet or something, you can you know actually turn it into something cool. And it takes a while to do it, but I mean that's what the vaults are designed to do. I I just think that's kind yeah. of yeah. Well, something I do think is interesting is, of course, when we see something, like in in reality, if you see something that's going on in a different galaxy, it's happened in the past. So by the time the light gets to us, you know, hundreds of years have passed. So my question was, how many years 
had it been since those were golden worlds? Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how long had it taken the light to get to our galaxy so that we could see them at all? And then when we saw them initially, they were golden worlds. And then by the time whatever that we get to the... light gap was, plus the 600 years, that's when the collapse took place. Well, and then they, mm. we didn't know anything about the Scourge either, apparently. I, I almost think either I'm interpreting it wrong or I almost think they kind of screwed up on the plot lines a little bit. If you look at some of the Angaran history, like it's kind of unclear whether the Ket arrived 75 years ago or 600 years ago or like a long, long time ago because it's, it's just the way that they describe it in different ways. I, I don't quite know how everything fits together in Andromeda. You... You get a better understanding of that later. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to yeah. know. <laughs> so, um, cool. Um, what about the? What do you guys think about the overall plot of the game? Um, um, I, I we'll go with Marie since you're at the end of the game. What were you thinking? You know, in general terms, as far as the plot, did you like? Yeah. I did, and I have thought they, was... have they redeemed themselves with endings? <laughs> yeah, an actual ending. Actually, <laughs> yes. But not so much that there's not room for other DLC and other games. I mean, I really actually, I really like how they wrapped up this game. And I also like that after you finish the game and you go to do mop-up, any little tasks that you have left over, A, they're available to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Unlike, say, in The Witcher where, you know, hey, if you go past this point, you're screwed for everything else you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like that. But... um, and then the dialogues change. Mm. So after the events of the main plot, when you go to do mop-up, mm. people say different things and react differently. Excellent. And I really, I really like that. And then also yeah. just the whole, the whole history of Jaws people and the, the Scourge and, and you know the cat and all of that stuff. I think it's really well done, and I think that they've opened – They've opened a lot of doors in Andromeda that they can walk through and create some really great games. That's cool. Aww. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. I'm I'm tickled. That's awesome. And Shallow, what are you thinking? You're 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 just you're just kind of experiencing this stuff, so you're sort of farther farther back. But um, are you thinking there's enough? Uh, are you enjoying the side missions and the main plot and stuff like that so far? Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, I haven't done that much of the main plot um i like the idea of the twin stuck in stasis or in this coma um and i am hoping that resolves itself in a really interesting way um i'm intrigued by what that's all about um i mean i was I was hoping I said this in my in my review I was hoping that we it would deal thematically with the idea of colonialism and I don't feel that it's doing that I don't know if it does by the end um I thought you know like how could humanity be the hero uh, in a scenario where they're basically trying to you know take over planets um, but I suppose the way they've kind of dealt with that is that there's no indigenous people on these planets, which I think is a bit of a cop out. Um, because if they're habitable, why is there nobody on on them? Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so I'm kind of, you know, what I've got is is quite good, and there are some good side missions, and um, the Angara um, have a cool culture. Um, I'm just the other thing I was a bit disappointed by was the whole slavery um, storyline um, for a, a culture that is largely voiced by um, black actors of African heritage. Um, I was just like, okay, that's a bit weird. Because at first I was like, oh, that's really nice that they've um, brought in different accents and stuff. And then this slavery storyline turned up and I was like, okay, interesting choice. Um, So, yeah, I think they could have done something different to having them be slaves. You know, they're kind of black people, the exotic other in blue face, um, I think by the time you get to the end of it, you will be slightly happier with it. Okay. (laughs) I don't think it will. I don't think it will address um, everything that you took issue with, but I do Mm -hmm. think it's better than what it initially appears. It's not. It's not perfect, but I do think it's better than what it seems like. I was just going to say, I like the realism of the world. I like that the Nexus, when you get to the Nexus, it's not like the perfect Star Trek world um, where mm. everything's, everything's perfect. I mean, they had the rebellion and everything, but I like that, like, Administrator Tan is kind of a jerk, you know, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in any and there's endeavor, kind of office politics going well, on. Have, yeah, you guys yeah. gotten, have you guys gotten to the murder mystery yet? Yes, yes. I was going to bring that up. I was trying to think of how to do it, but i Have I'm you like, gotten to it yet, Chilla? On the Nexus. Yeah. It's like one of the first missions you get. No. The guy oh. in prison. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. You would know. It's, so uh, she hasn't got to it yet. Oh, okay. That well, we actually won't... plays out beyond the initial mission itself and gets very interesting as well. Oh, I, I was, I was going to say that was one of the other things. I, I, I love that mission, and I love the fact that you're present. I, I'm not giving a spoiler here, but you're presented with a series of events that is given to you as history – that you find out later is completely wrong as to what really happened. And you, you go on this like Scooby-Doo mystery type thing to figure out what really happened. And I, I think it's amazing. And I'm at the point now where um, I'm waiting for, you know, something else to happen. And, and, and like, like Marie, like you alluded to, I guess something will, I mean, it has to, right. So I'm, I'm yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. I, I really think they tie everything together. Not everything, because obviously, like I say, they open doors for future games and, and whatnot. But I, they do give you an ending, which cool. well, I'm, I'm I, I do appreciate. I'm yeah, to, uh, and I mean, and that that particular mission that we're talking about that brings up some of the villains from the previous games, which I was tickled with. I was like, "That's pretty cool." What, John? That is a complete fucking spoiler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not a spoiler. No, just historically, I mean. Just historically, no, nobody shows up. I'm just saying it, it builds on what we did, what we did in the other game. Not a spoiler. <laughs> Marie, you guys can fight that out. <laughs> uh, well, I apologize if you thought it was a spoiler. It's really not. It's I mean, not, the other. I mean, it's it. I mean, the it, other game existed, and it, it's and, not. It's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> okay. 
I think you need to stop talking about this mission now. <laughs> okay, we'll stop talking about this mission. So, and you need to get back to the Nexus so you can start going on these missions. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't spend all of your time on the ice planet, John. It is pretty cool. I know. It's just. Like, I know it is. Cool. There's so much to do. I mean, that's one of the issues I have with it is it has kind of open world bloat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right, right. I, I kind I of discussed that. with. Uh, kind of just I've discussed this with Drew we we both have we have slight issues with open world games and they just stuff so much in that it just becomes really distracting stroke overwhelming and you can kind of completely lose I mean some people love this I do do love it (laughs) yeah I mean you're a Skyrim person so you know you're going to be like give me more stuff exactly I like tight narrative. I like, you know, good writing, characterization, and I'm in it for, like, the relationships and the story. And all this stuff kind of distracts me from it. And then I'm like, what were we doing again? And what <laughs> yeah, my husband is like that. Story? My husband yeah. is like that with open world. He's like, wait a minute, what? There's a, what? <laughs> oh, I, I, I was like this for 20 hours. Well, there was a story. Somewhere there's a plot, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I love open worlds, but I take your point, Shell. Like with Fallout 4, for instance, which was like one of the biggest open worlds they've ever created for a game. Um, you know, your main plot is you're trying to find your kid, I guess. Um, but you know, 150 hours into it, I'm like, oh man, the crops are coming in really good, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't there like a kid or something? Didn't and I have a like, child. Oh. oh no, I left the baby <laughs> on the bus. I've uh, I've I've founded 18 cities since then, and <laughs> oh my god, totally forgot that kid's missing, isn't he? Yeah, I get to that. <laughs> I guess Mass Effect is kind of like that too, a little bit. I guess you can get stuck on it, but the good thing is, I guess if you have the discipline, you can ignore most of the stuff that's in the open world. You can just follow the main plot like a laser if you wanted, but you'd miss a lot of cool stuff, I think, if you did. Well, and you'd miss a lot of XP that would make you strong enough, I think, to handle. Yeah. To go through it, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. All right, well, good. Um, let me let me get to final question. Um, so Mass Effect, then. Um, what, are you, what are you guys thinking as far as where does it fit within the Mass Effect trilogy? In other words... Um, in other words, there's three games that, are, that have already come out in the Mass Effect world. Where does this one fit in terms of quality, I guess? Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing. I mean, I guess that's sort of the, sort of the question. And, Shell, we'll start with you. I know, I know you probably have the strongest feelings on, on this one. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that just this week they've um, announced that they're putting the series on hiatus. So um, Mass Effect's been put on ice for now um i guess because perhaps it didn't get the reception that they expected um and i'm okay with that because i think they do perhaps need to have a rethink um i am enjoying it kind of in spite of (laughs) some of the problems i have with it i mean the ui is a mess i mean it's just a mess um you know and Oh, yeah, I have to get to the end to know where it fits within the other three um, because I love those so much. And it's been so long since I played Mass Effect 1, the original Mass Effect, that, you know, I might, if I went back and played that now, you know, I've got rose-tinted specs on for that one. I think mm-hmm. Mass, Mass Effect 2 is probably my favourite one. 
Um, so it, I don't think it's going to beat that, but um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm quite happy to have it have a rest. I mean, I know it's been a long time between the trilogy and this, but I don't think they got it exactly right. Some things were better. I think the relationships w- were less jump through hoops to shag this person. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, which is what it always felt like. It felt like this hollow kind of just like, okay, I've brought you your favorite cake. Can, can we do it yet? <laughs> it felt like the relationships were more organic and I liked that. Um, and that, you know, the dialogue was really nice and, you know, just incidental dialogue was really nicely done. But I wanted more aliens. I missed some of the other aliens if they weren't going to give us new ones. So, yeah, I'm undecided because I haven't finished. Marie's probably the best person to answer this. All right, Marie, what about you? Well, first of all, I have a question. By hiatus, does, they mean, does that mean no DLC or no new game? For a while. I actually read just just before the show that um, there's not going to be any DLC. Um, but well, that's that was, very disappointing because they really opened it up for. Yeah, um, I mean, don't that, that was just a headline I read in passing. Yeah, so hopefully that, that's yeah. hopefully that's not the case because there's there's a DLC I definitely want from this game. Um, okay. But I would put this all things. Being equal, like, if you don't count the graphics and the improvements in gameplay and stuff like that over the years, um, I would put this between two and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I, I think it's I think it's a it's a pretty solid game. And you're right. I think the r- romances are more organic. They're not as, you know, yeah. hey, baby, baby kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. And I, I thought the story was strong. And, and I thought some of the criticisms... Um, were kind of minor. I I just it didn't really bother mm. me. Um, mm-hmm. and as it as they patch it, I think it will will get better. Um, but you know, I I really I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. Well, I just haven't felt like there's a strong through thread narrative. Yeah, but that's what I just said happened. that's less important to me. But I think the strong through mm-hmm. thread comes after where you are in the game. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you have yet. you have reignited my <laughs> hope and excitement about Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, definitely. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger on that on that mission you've been holding mm-hmm. off on. It's it's okay. just the beginning of a lot more. Cool. Well, that was me. I was holding. Well, I mean, Shelly needs to do a, a little more probably before she pulls. Cause right, you, but I you know what I'm saying. Be, I mean, yeah. for both of yeah, you, yeah. I think yeah. move forward. You think yeah, it's move just, forward. Yeah. yeah, move forward. Yeah, I was afraid to do the mission, that mission that we're talking about, because I thought if I did that, the game would end. Pretty much, I thought that was you the end. You way, to, way more after that. I'm glad to hear that it's not. That's awesome. Okay, well, good. Cool. Well, good. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll I'll... have to do a show after we've all played it. <laughs> I'm always happy to talk about Master. <laughs> I just need to put in that one koi pond on that desert planet, and then I'm <laughs> off to that mission. Maybe. We're there. <laughs> That's that like me on this bloody ice planet. Like, <laughs> well, I'll just go over there. I might as well. I've like come this far, so I won't go back to the Nexus yet. <laughs> Indeed. I think the ice planet had probably one of the one of the planets with the most missions. I mean, there was everything. Yeah, there was a ton on that. Do. Yeah, so that's cool. All <laughs> right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today um, in uh, our uh, Mass Effect Andromeda 
game. Uh, so um, obviously you can uh, listen to this on Jin. I hope you are listening to this on Jin at GameIndustry.com. Uh, we're also on YouTube at uh, Jin Lounge. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. Uh, we're everywhere. So just wherever – Twitter. Wherever, we're everywhere you want to be. On Twitter, yeah. Wherever there's games, you will find <laughs> us. We are Groot. No. <laughs> wrong, wrong version. Sorry. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you next time right here at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. Take care, everybody.